0: Right, guys, what is up? Welcome to the Emerge Elite podcast. It is Thursday evening. I am t- sitting down. I am currently writing some stuff out. Got big plans coming for 2020. And I thought, this is this too good to give to myself? I gotta show you people. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically, it was like, I was. It's funny because most of my conversations start like this. Like, I was talking to a friend of mine. And it was more just like, we were casually talking about general stuff, like, um, about gym routines and stuff, because uh, you may not know, I ruptured my Achilles, I'm only just getting into rehab now, and we're nearly on four months, and I mean rehab is in, like, I'm actually moving, and I'm on the cross-trainer now, and, you know, like, I'm I'm doing little things, um before it was just a lot of stretching um and you know they were just kind of saying they're like oh I can I can never seem to keep myself motivated and like and I was like because <laughs> I don't think it's got anything to do with motivation sometimes I just think it's got to do with um with routine and stuff. It's like with everyone. You've probably watched all the motivational videos to get yourself hyped up, to get shit done, and then five minutes into the task that you need to do, it kind of like fades away. Or you go to the gym, super hard, for one week, and then it just kind of fades away. And then you look at all of these successful people in the world, they all seem to be able to keep themselves at a healthy level of motivation in order to achieve those dreams that some, you know, some think that are impossible, and then a lot of people go around and tell you what to do in a list, in a podcast like this, in an article, I don't know. And I can't say it's the wrong thing to do, but just telling someone <laughs> what to do is going to work because you're not them. They have to learn how to motivate themselves because, you know, at the end, t- tricks and tips and stuff like that are just not going to work. You know, you w- you have to delve a little bit deeper into the mentality that a lot of these people have and like the way that I was able to attain it was kind of kind of taking extreme ownership to everything that I do (laughs) you know so I have realized that I'm in rehab right now and if I don't go and I don't go you know I don't go to my rehab sessions, which means I don't go to the gym to do the rehab work, then I am not going to be able to achieve anything. Like, at the end of the day, if I do not work my ass off, this Achilles is not gonna get better. It's already screwed. So now it's just kind of dealing with what you have, which means if I don't stretch my ankle in the morning, I am limping all day. And it's all of those little little things. So I'm gonna go into something quite quickly with you, is about two parts of the brain, the upper part and the lower part, and, um, and just kind of go through how that actually links to you know simple human psychology, really. The lower part connects your brain to your spinal cord, and your peripheral nerves to the rest of your body. The lower brain contains the temporal lobe and the, I think it's occipital lobe. It's something like that. The temporal lobe is involved in all the sensory areas. It's a contributing factor to the way that we feel and we process emotions. And then the other one is a lot more visual. So that's how we see something and how it makes us feel that way. So like, You see a puppy, it makes you feel a little warm and fuzzy inside. Um, But it's also why people who suffer from anxiety and depression, they'll have trigger points. They might smell something, they might see something. It's, um, you know, uh, people in the army, they have a lot of uh, PTSD and stuff like that. And, you know, a, a, a gun being fired on the TV can set them off. And that is basically their lower brain overtaking their upper brain. The lower brain is essentially designed on survival, so it reacts in a way to keep you safe. Sadly, your brain cannot tell you that a gunshot on a TV show is not a real live one. And this is how your lower brain can potentially be overtaking your upper brain, which is causing you to be unproductive and demotivated in life. And this is why, essentially, we as human beings need to start tapping into our upper brain. And this is a has two different sections it's it's annoying because I've I've read this and I'm trying to remember the names um I think it's like the periental lobe something like that and then there's the frontal lobe uh the periental lobe is closely related to the lower areas in the case that it reacts a lot to the way um you know it what happens to your skin Essentially, so like touch, pain, temperature, that kind of thing. It also um, c- contains the processes to language, so how people speak to you and their tones and such. Now, the frontal lobe is uh, spoken a lot in a lot of different ways, and the majority of people say that you need to tap into it to get the most motivation out of yourself. They are one hundred percent correct. So I read a book called The Five Second Rule from Mel Robbins. If you have not read that book, you should. If you want to just get little tips and tricks. Personally, Mel Robbins is one of my favorite writers and speakers and coaches. Um, I vibe with her on another level. <laughs> um, so it's in that frontal lobe. It can contains most of the dopamine delicate neurons uh, in your cerebral cortex. The dopamine system is associated with reward, attention, short-term memory tasks, planning and motivation. Dopamine is a drug, if you don't know, that your body produces to make you feel happy. And you can also get hooked onto it. So, um, in this day and age, you get a ding on your phone and it's someone, I don't know, maybe it's your crush. Your crush is saying hello and it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside and... It gives you that hip hit of dopamine and that's why people have become so addicted to likes and follows and stuff like that and becoming so obsessed with staring at their phone because you know their Instagram post hit 100 likes for the first time but it can even be things like a stranger giving you a smile on uh, you know down the street when you're not really having that good of a day it's all it's it's all happy feelings (laughs) um but what some people aren't telling you on my own personal experience is that this part of your brain can be used in a positive and negative manner. If you are hooked on these dopamine hits and consistently getting addicted to checking your phone, uh to checking your Instagram post, to continuously like continuously basically like pressing that button. It's very similar to gamblers. It's very similar to what they get when, I don't know, they're on the roulette table and <laughs> they've bet £25 on five and it's come in and, you know, that's 36 to one and they've just made a lot of money. Like that kind of like, oh, it's, that's why it become it can become addictive. Um, but this also links to why we are becoming less productive. And you're probably thinking, Emily, you've literally just said about Instagram and liking and stuff like that. So obviously, you are being productive if you're super engaged on Instagram. That's not the case because there's a lot of people out there who they don't even want to be doing that. They're meant to be. They're meant to be at work. Like, let's say you're sitting in an office and instead of doing your job, you're sat on your phone. You know what I mean? Like, if you're sat on your phone all the time at work, you obviously don't really care about progressing in your job because you're not giving your attention to that job you know kind of that that's the kind of thing you know <coughs> excuse me sorry um it's why people get caught up in it you know it's a lot easier to go and watch a cat video on Facebook and all this kind of stuff But there's obviously the other side and probably people that you're watching on the internet, they've been able to see the other side of the technology, especially for social media. They've been able to use it to their advantage because they're able to connect with you. If you are listening to this podcast right now, I don't know if you're my friend or not in real life or something, but if you've met me off Instagram or some sort of social media or, you know, photo shoots or stuff like that, the internet has allowed me to do that, you know, <laughs> if I didn't sit on my phone and engage with people and, you know, bring engaging, valued content, you guys wouldn't be here, you know, <laughs> but on that sort of, like, motivation front, sorry, excuse me, um, on that motivation front, we need to start being real with ourselves, and instead of saying motivation, because everyone's like, yeah, i Gonna get so motivated I'm gonna do this and that. Let's start being realistic. Because <laughs> I find that, well, basically, for probably the last three years of my life, I've been called crazy. I've been called crazy and weird and obsessive and all these kind of things. And of course, a lot of people did it when I first started. And you know why? Because I wasn't, no one could see what was happening. Like now, now when you're posting five figures a month on your Instagram, people are like, dude, how do I do that too? And I'm like, have you not been watching? (laughs) You kind of have to get a little bit obsessive and a little bit like addicted to it and stuff like that. But I also, I probably have a one of the best routines that I know to date. I start my day most days at 5am, And I usually finish it between 8 and 9 p.m. in the evening. That is a lot of hours. You know, that is... God, what is that? That is like... I'm going to say 15 to 16 hours a day. You know, consistently. I only step back a little bit at the weekends, but then I'm usually more present somewhere else. So I'm doing photo shoots or I'm spending time with my other half. You know, like... I'm very particular... (laughs) but that's a routine that I've had to build you know when I was starting this three years ago three years ago I was still studying for my degree and I was doing what everyone does and leaving everything to last minute and it wasn't working guys it just was not working because what I would find I had such a stressful day job at the same time that when I came home from work I completely crashed and for me my 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 escape point was the gym so then I was doing a physical manual labor job, then going and busting my ass at the gym for a couple of hours, and then trying to do essays and then mentally having to work and it was n- It was never going to work straight from the offset, but then I had to start getting clever. I had to start bringing my frontal lobe to the f- front <laughs> ironic. <laughs> I had to start bringing it to the forefront and start working with it. So I couldn't be making excuses anymore. Like I had made the commitment and the, I think it's £12,500 investment into my education. So I had to do it, you know, and then, but it meant that I had to start doing other things as well. I was so hooked on the gym and going to the gym that I actually had to change things for a little while until I was able to manage it. So getting motivated for five minutes is really easy go onto youtube and you know search motivational videos and you'll have it but sustaining a good routine is probably better so like being able to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and work all the way through until eight nine o'clock at night is a skill and believe me i am not motivated for all of it and that is the honest truth you know like I am I don't (laughs) it's currently seven o'clock in the evening I've only done one workload at the minute which is not good because I have about three to do um which means it's probably going to be a late one tonight and am I motivated no But I know that if it doesn't get done, then it's completely my responsibility that it's not getting done. And that kind of like accountability and ownership and stuff of things does actually in turn motivate me to carry on going. So yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. If, what are your thoughts about motivation? Because there's a lot of people out there that completely believe on motivation, they thrive on motivation, and they're probably gonna disagree with 95% of everything that I've just said. And you guys... I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. And if you agree, why do you agree? What do you do? You know, do you have a set routine when you start going back into the gym again? You know, like for me, rehab, I can't go back in and start deadlifting again or squatting or anything like that. To be honest, I can't even bend enough to be able to do that anyway at the minute with my injury, you know, but for me, going to the gym still five, days a week for 30 minutes of cardio to me that is that is different to how I would usually do it because I'd usually like ease myself into it a little bit more but what would you do let me know you can get get a hold of me (laughs) on instagram at emilyetopping or email me at emilytopping at emergely.co.uk I cannot wait to hear from you I hope you have a blessed evening whenever you're watching this watching, watching, wow, I will get better one day, I promise, um, whenever you're listening to this, because obviously you're only listening to my super smooth voice, um, I hope you guys have a splendid afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this, and I will see you in the next one.